special promotion and consideration brought to you by Halcyon Elite. Looking to get in-depth statistical analysis on your latest Vainglory match? Are you a caster, coach, or even a casual player? The Halcyon Elite app for iOS and Android has all the latest in API development to help you understand your matches better. We are constantly updating with more and more features to innovate how your data can work for you. Keep an eye out this year as we are working on a project to bring you tournaments like Vainglory has never seen before. Find Halcyon Elite on the App Store, Google Play or the website www.halcyonelite.com and follow us on Twitter at Halcyon Elite for all the latest news. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another week's episode of Alternating Current. Now, 62 weeks. Um, I, I do apologize for the past couple weeks not being able um, to be able to get anything going onto the uh, YouTube, um, but been as well been focusing on Twitch as uh, getting uh, one of my close friends uh, that fell on hard times actually coming live with me to actually picked him up from Florida. Uh, from Iowa, which was a really fun drive over 40 hours round trip included. Good God. Ladies and gentlemen, fly. Do not drive unless you have the stamina to do that or at least more than one driver. That's the key for long drives. But this week, we have one of the most famous people Especially in background, I would have to say background production helps out a lot of esports teams within Vainglory and is called Esports Event Mom for a reason. Kim, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Doing good. Thanks for the opportunity. I'm excited. Well, a big thing first, a big thank you to our sponsors, Band, Glomtom, EZL, VG Minor, Halcyon Elite as well as Halcyon Hub, and we're going to be talking more about them at the end of the podcast. But for anybody who does not know who you are, is probably not, um, is it hasn't really gone to any events, doesn't pay attention to the esports scene, um, who are you, what do you do for the big organizations within Vainglory, and why are you called the esports event mom? Wow, that's a fully loaded question. So let's see, five-second spiel. Uh, 47-year-old mom of twin boys, 14 years old, uh, was in the hospitality and hotel industry for 23 years, kind of got a call from an old client when I decided to get on my own from the hotel side and jump ship and be a business owner and get into the scenes uh, more on my own. So 2010, I got a ring from one of the most amazing women um, in the agency side that worked with Activision and asked me if I wanted to do an event with her. And the next thing I know, I was doing travel management and hospitality for the first Black Ops press junket with Treyarch and Activision. Got into the whole uh, pretty much video game side of things in 2010. Loved every minute of it. Um, got to know a whole side of video gaming that I didn't even know. And that was just with the press. That wasn't even, that was before esports. So I literally started jumping ship uh, with all my corporate entertainment clients and went straight into this video game world. And here I am seven years later and I've done the COD mom scene where I've taken care of uh, the first and second round of esports for Call of Duty and did a lot of the press junkets for Call of Duty and uh, just loved it. 
And then when uh, decided in what, about a year ago, had the chance to work with Twitch and that's what brought me to Vainglory. And I have to say it was the most incredible time of my life and love everybody at SCMC. I loved all the talent at Vainglory. I still do. They're one of my favorites. Um, and then ultimately all the pro players. So I've been kind of taking on the travel management hospitality side for uh, the esports side of things, but literally just in the depth of esports and didn't really ever know what that was, you know, kind of just got thrown into it. Now I love it. It's like a passion and an art at this point. Wow. That, that was definitely a 15 seconds fuel, maybe a little bit over, but oh, wow. It, so I guess the first question, and this is going to be coming off topic and we're going to go back to it, but when you started into actually making your own business, did you actually think this was an avenue that you could have even fathomed? Not at all. I mean, this was a world in which I had no clue. I mean, I'll tell you what's funny is the fact that I grew up with Atari and, you know, did the Pong scene and then did the Centipede yeah. and, you know, did all the fun games back in the day. And I was totally involved in it, but I never really paid attention to that part of it because I was still outside playing with my friends. And it wasn't until this stage of it coming into it on this side of it, I had no clue. I mean, I literally had no clue. And the fact that I've been doing it for seven years, I mean, I can't fathom doing anything else. It's the most fun I've ever had. It's almost like everything that I've ever worked hard for has come together through this whole esports experience. So it's pretty awesome. Fantastic. Well, travel management and hospitality and the back end of esport productions um, is not really my wheelhouse. Can you give us uh, on the AC podcast a little insight um, what goes to putting into a production at the caliber uh, that Twitch does or you do for Twitch? What what does it look like from an outs uh, outsider standpoint? It's like a hundred ways to get people on a personalized level to be able to travel on a flight to work in a hotel, you know, to kind of stay and work through uh, the hotel experience. And then ultimately, you know, getting from point A to point B in transportation and working through all of the, you know, kind of uh, avenues of traveling from various parts of the world and getting them all organized into one area, being able to streamline all of that with the right costs. Uh, most people don't like what I do because it is a lot of work. There's a lot of communication involved. There's like 15 steps just to trying to get your flights organized. And, and I imagine and a language mean. barrier comes into that too. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's an art of its own. Um, you don't realize like every time you've been on a plane or you've traveled somewhere that there's just a lot of steps to it. I mean, even packing the right info, you know, packing the right clothes or knowing the right information and knowing how to get through TSA and it do passports count and how does, you know, visas work. And I mean, it's just a lot of things that come into that. And that's just only one part of what I do. I mean, hospitality is more of the experience once you get here. And then being able to figure out, like, basically, what do I eat? Where do I go? What am I doing? What am I supposed to go on, you know, and play my games? And, you know, how do I deal with that, like, loss and, and win experience and dealing with everybody that comes? And, you know, it's just a lot of things that are happening I mean, on a daily basis. So it's just it's a lot of work, but it's it's just something I live for, as crazy as that sounds. And I imagine basically a big part of your job is making sure a lot of that stress, a lot of that uh, responsibility falls on you so it doesn't fall on to the actual players themselves so they can actually focus on what they are called as professionals, what they do best. 
Absolutely. The, the whole point of this is to make it so streamlined that it's fun. You want events to be fun. That's why people come. They want to like live through the experiences. These are memories that get created. And so you don't want to worry why your plane got delayed. You want to know, you know, what it is that you're going after. What's the prize money? Who are you going to see? What kind of experiences are you going to have? You know, can I sleep right? Am I not going to sleep right? Like, am I going to win? You know, how much money am I? You know, I mean, there's yeah. just so many things I'm sure that go through these these guys' heads. I can't even fathom at this point. Definitely a high stress environment. We'll talk about that more here in a little bit. But as I understand, you also work uh, for Twitch as a freelancer. Um, how has this partnership with working with Twitch had grown your company in ways you didn't see when you first started? You know, I cannot speak any higher than I can with Twitch. Um, they literally are just amazing. I think that they grasp the reality that it wasn't just a tournament, that it really had something to do with the players themselves and the experience they had. And, you know, Twitch, they're just so about not just streaming, but, it, you know, really engaging and having that um, ability to really show forth what, um, they've been working so hard for. And I think, you know, for for me, they set a standard higher and I had to match that standard. And they've always had this really neat outreach to everybody, even if it's not on a tournament level. I mean, look how big Twitch is right now. And, and they've never, ever, ever compromised their standards. And I think that speaks highly of who they are. Um, so nobody's perfect. Nothing's done that's perfect. But I think with the guys that I've been able to really work with, they've just really helped me grow and understand the concept of what it takes to stay at this level. And, and really their real passion is the pro players. I mean, I cannot tell you between the influencers and the streamers and the pro players, they really care. And that's what has made them, you know, uh, number one in my book uh, for that reason. So I'm really honored. I mean, I have to tell you, I'm, it's a shout out to the Twitch uh, group because they're amazing on all levels and there's just a lot going on. I can't even keep up with them. It's insane. And especially as they, in a sense, they are the forefather of this whole entire generation for streaming, um, as well as one of the biggest giants um, to really push and promote esports in a way um, as one of the most vital pillars. It's mind boggling to see the growth of esports just in the past five to ten years but what made you actually pursue the path of event travel management hospitality uh for twitch and esport productions i mean you did say that you got a call but what you had to make that choice as a business owner is this a viable uh option this sounds this sounds a little sketchy this kids playing these games for money you know what's funny? Actually, I mean, to kind of set the the tone and the record straight, I literally worked with Twitch when they first started streaming uh, Call of Duty at the esports level. Okay. And it was there that I met Ernest Lee and, and got to know Twitch a little bit on a smaller scale. And, um, you know, I, I can do a shout out to Ernest. He's amazing. And the guys at Twitch. But um, it was just a weird timing, you know, kind of saw some things going on no. with Twitch and you know, reached out to Ernest, who reached out to some people. And the next thing I know, I was literally taking on some event experiences with them and fell in love like instantly. I mean, there is a lot of growth and a lot of learning curves, but I mean, now I'm what, eight or nine events into this and, and I can't fathom it any other way. I mean, it, it's been, it's been an adventure 
but it's been amazing. I mean, literally, I would have never in a million years thought I'd be doing this. I mean, this is just more of a dream for me more than anything. It also sounds like you're learning new things. At, as you said, nine events so far. It sounds like you're learning new things every single time you do one of these events. Always. Oh, my gosh. I think I think the fact that video gaming and esports and the industry changes on a minute by minute basis, it's crazy crazy how fast things are moving and everybody's jockeying for positions and you're just like trying to figure out who goes where and who moved to what new team and how are things progressing and um you know twitch is ever uh, ever growing and so it's just trying to keep up with their latest and greatest and i mean it's amazing i literally i can honestly say without reservation i am just one lucky person to have had the privilege to sit in the seats that i sit in and I take none of that for granted. So I am literally trying to keep up on a daily basis. And I think they all laugh at me because I feel like the true mom where I'm always calling like, what's going on? And who's doing what? <laughs> Why are we doing this? And, you know, can somebody just help me keep up? You know, and that's usually a daily basis. So, no. Well, I understand that you are a mother as well. You mentioned that you had two uh, twin boys in your life, 14. Um, with that being the case, what are your professional as well as personal uh, thoughts and feelings of these very young, very young teenagers being in such a high stress environment after everything you've said, it's very, very high stress. I've seen that what a little bit of the background and you've seen a lot more, how much stress, uh, even though you try to make it as streamlined as possible, it very, very high stress. And with young kids, it's almost, I, I remember having this talk with Fuji when he was on the podcast uh, weeks ago and and the follow-up is in esports should there actually be an age limit but as well as what are your personal thoughts and feelings um just overall it's a very very high stress environment for young kids absolutely absolutely um i think for me um well first of all i lost my mom when i was 13 so the dynamics of being a mom is is that much more special for me and the boys literally taught me everything that I know and, and coming into a realm where I get to be a mom to so many of these pro players, it's really helped me with my relationship with my son. So, um, Jacob, who is 14, as you said, is more of my serious pro gamer. He's the one playing games and getting, trying to rank and he's in his room all the time and trying to find some balance. And here I am like more on him than the typical pro player, because I know exactly what I'm dealing with. So I'm a bit heavier on the mom side with him. And he and I have had to have like multiple talks on having a quality of life yeah. and being well-rounded. And, and then my other son is like surfing and outside and he'll play rocket league and he gets to play different games and he's all over the board. And, you know, he, he's more my mini me and he wants to like run my company one day and, you know, and it's fun cause I bring him in and I let him experience things that most moms wouldn't let their kids do. So for me on that personal level, it's taught me how to be more focused with my sons and to be a better mom, although I have a lot of growing to do and they will admit it. But on a professional level, I literally have a different approach to the pro players because depending on their uh, age and if they've ever done this before, if they've done it a hundred times and I kind of have that emotional intuitiveness to be able to reach out and say to them, look, I'm not here to tell you what to do, but I'm here to be that shoulder. Or if you need advice, or I might be a little tough on you, or I might try to like, you know, give them the focus that they need. I want to give them the resources that I need and I want them to have a quality of life. So, you know, if they're having girlfriend troubles or there's, you know, things that are happening, I, I want to be that person that's kind of a stability and, 
I have to say that I'm so thankful for the fact that now there are more parents who are aware of what's going on. And I've helped a lot of parents along the way who've become social media mavens for their kids and, you know, kind of helped streamline a lot of the relationships between parents and their kids and trying to make that stress level kind of come down a bit. But I can't take away the anxiety of what it takes to compete. I think I'm just trying to focus more on how do they do that successfully so that they can all be equals going into this tournament and that they know that I'm going to be their biggest fan, no matter what, when, when lose or draw, I'm going to be there for them. Yeah. I was just about to ask that. How do you actually deal? Because this is a total another actual topic uh, on about young players. Is there still obviously living with their parents? How do you deal with the parents um, on the side? Because there's been a lot of parents that obviously growing up, they're scared. They're worried for their children. Yeah. And you know, as a mother, how how do you personally deal with these parents? It's been a one on one experience. I mean, mainly teaching the kids how to respond to their ki- you know to their parents and parents learning how to respond to their kids. And one of the things that's most imperative is, and, and I'm learning this on my own, is that my son might be 14 and he doesn't know how to clean his room, but he's sitting in front of a computer and he's like a young man who is talking to other people on their team and individuals and having to learn how to communicate, how to play strategically. He's doing adult things inside of the gaming world, but yet when he gets away from his computer, he's the 14 year old doesn't know how to clean his room. So there has to be a balance of understanding that the kid who can't clean his room is not the kid who's playing the game. So I've had to learn how to separate both of those people and help the parent understand, listen, this person who's playing in front of this computer is actually really, really talented. And now he's in a position to compete and it's a different world in this stage of, of our lives versus when I was a kid and playing. Um, and then at the same time, it's teaching the kid to say, listen, you know, you're an adult and a young man in this game, but you need to become that same young man when you literally, um, have the privilege to be able to be in front of your parents. You need to teach them who you are in the gaming world, but you also have to be that same kind of person when you come out of the computer and learning how to teach them that psychology per se. And so it's a lot of work, but you know, I've had a lot of great success being able to do that. And I'm really working hard to create a communication between the parent and the child. And and that's been a great blessing. I can say for me to be able to have done that, having some, some background in it personally. Okay. Well, definitely the same uh, mentality on the game as well as off the game. Hopefully, young players will definitely hit it. But in esports, should a VG mobile, obviously mobile, it's more accessible to the, I guess, the next generation after me. I, I'm surprised to say yeah. that for myself because growing up for right. myself, I had like console and stuff when the console really started growing. Um, I didn't have phones. I I have remember the razor, the flip phones, and now the iPhones, the tablets and stuff like that. The generation that is coming up after me, that is what they're growing up on. And it's very, very young kids. Obviously, they'll grow into it. But for right now, they're accessing information in career paths that neither I had when I was younger or obviously the generation um, that was before mine had access to either. And should there be an age limit for esports? I've done as young as 13. And I have to say that that to me is 
uh, okay, something like Vainglory and watching Vainglory grow and, and having worked with Zio at 13 and... Which very how, young, very mature yeah. young men. Yeah, very well adjusted. I would say he's one of the very few at a 13-year-old stage that honestly I didn't see a lot of challenge with. And his mom is unreal and she's been so supportive. And I think with that, that's probably why he's so successful because he has a parent who really gets it. Um but I would say that 13 would have to be the absolute youngest. Um, 16 to me is still young. And really until they're 18 and kind of out of high school, do you really see them excel? Um, they get to excel younger because of parental support or being able to do what they do based on the fact that they're balancing a few things. But but I will say that I'm more cautious to the 13 to 16-year-old and really paying attention to that. Um, just because having kids that age, I totally understand a lot of the challenges, but it's not impossible. It's just a matter of the game, the culture, the requirements, um, you know, no two games are the same. So even though they look possibly the same, that doesn't mean that they correspond the same. So it really is just based on how they set up the rules and regulations of, of how they're going to do the tournament. And I think these kids are willing to step up. I mean, they're on these phones every day. They're they're playing. I mean, Vainglory as a whole is so different because it's MOBA. But at the same time, I really respect it because it is so different. And it gives them a little bit more creativity to be able to work from. So, you know, the sky's the limit, truthfully, in esports at this point. All right. Well, are there any games that you foresee? Obviously, talking about it, phones, VG. Do you see any games um, that have a long-standing future in esports? Obviously, we have Dota. We have League. Right. Um, up and coming. Some could argue. Some could not. But definitely, Vainglory is off to a fantastic start. Um, right now, actually, the player base is matching um, the growth and longevity. Um, second year, the same year as Riot for League of Legends. Uh, Vainglory for SMC has matched it. So obviously longevity, it is growing. Some people would question the esports. Maybe it was a little bit too soon, but what games do you personally see seeing this longevity, this future to make it into esports? You know, in, in all reality, I mean, I could pick seven or eight different games, but but honestly, I mean, whether you're talking about a Vainglory or a Rocket League or a Call of Duty or um, CSGO, I mean, you know, like you said, Dota, like where can we get, like there's a million games that are out there. It's going to grow. I think the ones that will stay long term are the ones that know how to listen to the feedback of those that are playing it. And I think that the publishers and the developers who continue to reach out and listen will be the ones that are going to be standing up, you know, the longest. And you know, every game has a chance to do really well. And it's just, I mean, it literally is up to the developers and the publishers to be able to do it right. And I think if they stay grassroots and, and keep um, everything, you know, running smoothly with a high level of commitment, but also to have that listening ear, I think that's the earmark to success, regardless of what game it is. Fantastic. Well, what makes uh what do you believe makes these games uh successful and other companies could learn a thing or two obviously communication between its player base and itself but what are some other things wow there's so many i mean there's i mean literally just as simple as being able to 
keep these kids and these consumers going. I mean, all uh, for instance, just talking about Blizzard, um, you have World of Warcraft. What is it, twenty five years old, and they're still God, and it's still going. It's still going. And when I was there at Blizzard, I think what what was so amazing to me, um, sitting through a customer service experience when they allowed us to do some training when I was there for the months that I was there, to listen to how much those game masters give to those that call in and the love and the passion and the excitement. Um, I think that Blizzard will be one of the longevity companies that will never go away because they really believe in their fans. They really believe in the experiences. They just built Overwatch because they literally saw that they can do so much with it. And regardless of all the politics, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, you have a lot of people playing it. You have a lot of fun that they're going to build inside of it. They have a great ability to do uh, merchandise. It's quality. I mean, everything they do, they do with a lot of um, passion. And so those type of games are never going to go away because they are ever evolving and ever changing. And I think that the, those that are going into it with this understanding of I'm just doing it for the money will never see the light of day. And that's always going to be the case no matter what industry, but truly in the video game industry, don't make it difficult for the consumer and definitely don't make it difficult for the esports player. And honestly, it's that simple. It's just go back to old school mentality, you know, where you take care of people and you care about what you do. And if you say, you know, if you say you're going to do something, do it and deliver on it and don't lie to anybody. And I think that's just the simple reality of where we all should be in this stage, you know, to continue that, that momentum like we used to do. All right. Well, any future goals or ambitions I have for yourself, uh, for the family, for your sons, um, for esports? What What are some future goals or ambitions that you hope to achieve? It's going to sound really out of control, but I'm going to say it just to get it out of that you know small inner voice. But I hope to be the esports advocate. Um, being the esports event mom, knowing as much as I do, I think that people underestimate my value and what I do and who I'm with and my networking and where I'm at. But I think at the end of the day, I'm always going to be that advocate for esports, for video gaming, for the community, for the pro players. Um, I, I underestimate the talent. I should, I really want to spend more time and focusing on the talent, um, you know, really helping everyone within the structure of the events really grab what they're needing to do so I can be more successful in helping them be successful. And, um, if you, you know, if there's a way for me to be able to help unfragment the esports community without trying to be the political leader or trying to get into everybody's business, that's never been what I want to do. I just, I love being here and I'm in the depth of esports with or without really trying to be. I care about a lot of people. I will forever care about a lot of people. Um, anyone who crosses my path knows that I'm going to give them a hundred percent, you know, and it's not always about financial. It's about everything else. So for me, those resources are who I am. And, um, I, you know, my kids are going to grow up. They're going through high school the next four years. I'm going to teach them everything I've got. I'm going to send them out into the world being smart young men. And, you know, they'll still open the door for somebody and they, you know, they'll talk to you and have eye contact. And those things are so imperative for me, but I'm old school hospitality. I am not changing that for anyone and I'm not compromising those values, but 
I want to give 100% no matter what I do. So hopefully, God willing, I'll be more involved with the overall structure of esports and the video game industry where people will know, again, that I am just want to be one of those founding leaders that's going to care and um, and work with some great people along the way. There's some really amazing people within this industry, and I hope everybody steps up and really takes hold of this and unfragments it so that we can be much more creative and successful as a whole. I mean, for sure. Fantastic. Well, ladies and gentlemen, before we get on to the last words, you can find Kim Meltzer at eSports Event Mom, Kim at KestyProductions.com. I really probably did butcher that. I do apologize. Um, As well as your website, where can they find you at? I am literally www.kidkestyproductions.com. Um, I have two Twitters. One is just more like fun with the, the video game industry under Kim A. Meltzer. And then I literally created a new Twitter account. It's eSports Event Mom. And that's going to be all things events, pro players, all the things that I'm doing with my team. I have a team of seven who are just amazing individuals. And um, you never know where I'm going to be. You cannot put me in a box. I won't stay very long, but I'm going to have a lot of fun doing it. Fantastic. Well, I I guess, can we say that was the last words or comments? Because we have at least a good 30 minutes of discussion left um, for our upcoming events. And one of the biggest, uh, biggest justice hammers to actually swing. Um, Justice pendulums, justice hammers, like either or the band hammers coming down on a certain company. Um, But any any last words? No, just grateful. I mean, God help us all. We're going to have a lot of work ahead of us coming into 2018. So um, here's to all the fun that's yet to be done. And, you know, I'm here for whatever purposes. I'm, I I will say uh, last, last thought, Ultimate Media Ventures, just opening up a studio here in Huntington Beach. I'm headquartered here. Um, you're going to see a lot of esports content, tournament, play, um, press junkets, uh, brand influencer stuff apparel um excited to wait for this press release to really go out into the world and show uh, a whole nother side of esports that nobody's seen so keep your uh, ear and eyes out for ultimate media ventures in huntington beach and i promise nobody will go away not thinking this is awesome so there's my shout out well i'll definitely look forward to that news and announcements and hopefully god willing and god don't rise uh t-shirt i like it um, All right, deal. deal. <laughs> but as we do go on, ladies and gentlemen, now we're off to the off-topic discussions for this week. First off, guys, 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 Austin, Texas, July 22nd and 23rd, Halcyon Elite. Make sure you guys are there. I'm going to put all the details and links down in the description below. You can find it. But the Space Tech Center in Austin, Texas, definitely has Google Fiber Internet. I cannot wait. We're going to be doing a live podcast episode as well as I'm going to be streaming there. I've I've been doing really well for the past month, man. Like, I'm having fun with it. Um, but as well, guys, you can find me twitch.tv slash tdog underscore Clysis. Definitely go check it out. Leave a follow. Um, we'll be uh, definitely streaming because... It's fun, but as well as teams have been accepted into some big name teams at that too, have been accepted for 
the Halcyon Elite, um, not LAN, it's actually going to be an online, but the Halcyon Elite Summer Invitational. This is going to be the first of it. Uh, it's online, so um, wah, 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 we're not going to see a LAN, ladies and gentlemen. But TSM, Cloud9, Immortals, uh, Echo Fox, Tribe Gaming, Vision Gaming, which they're an upcoming team, um, as well as... Uh, Tempo Storm, Rogue, and Misfits are going to be playing in this tournament. I do not know if it is or will be streamed or shoutcasted, but I am looking forward to actually hearing the results of this, and I hope they do actually capture VODs if that is possible. So definitely take a look for that. Oh, like I said, all description and details would be down uh, in that little box below, guys. Just expand it. Go check out those links. And, Kim, while we're on the topic, what are some other events that you're going to be doing that people can come out, come see you? Uh, come see the eSport event mom live and do what she does best. Uh, gosh, what's the next one? I have to think about that. Um, I may be setting up for Capcom uh, with Twitch. I'm still working through the details of that. And um, the Rocket League season four championships i will definitely be a part of um i'll have to keep you up on that because as you know everything is ever evolving so i could be in five more events between now after talking to you and the next time i see you so i have no clue everything comes as esports knows last last minute and furious so anything's possible okay well, just follow my Twitter. That's the best way to find out. <laughs> and all this information, again, guys, will be down in the description below. One last thing I want to add for the Healthy on Elite Gathering in Austin, Texas. I'll be giving away free swag for anybody that wants uh, that will be coming in, playing, seeing what it's about. If you guys do play any viewer games while you're there, you can meet me as well as I will be giving away almost... A good chunk, almost a thousand dollars worth of merch from We Too Sexy that I will be giving away. Now all you have to do is play and win. That's as simple as you can do. You just gotta show up and play. Um, but other than that, I'm looking really, really forward to it um, as well as another podcaster time for rolling bleco and arden are going to be they're going to be using my setup um they are going to be doing their podcast as well i'm looking forward to definitely meeting them and doing a live podcast on twitch uh for the ac podcast so you guys can look forward to that in about two weeks time probably episode 64 so off topic though Riot is suing a company that made the game Mobile Legends. Ladies and gentlemen, you may have not heard of this game. You may have have. What what can we say, Kim? This was a copycat of League itself. Like, it, finally, we seen like justice is served. I'm amazed it didn't happen earlier, and I'm surprised that. Uh... A lot of things have happened that no one has really paid attention to, but I think we're getting to the level of uh, esports and video gaming and all the legalities. I think it's only a matter of time because uh, people weren't taking it seriously, and it's a very serious industry. So if they've gone away with it for this long, I'm, I'm shocked, but it won't last long. That's for sure. 
Well, going to be going over the article, taking a look at it. Riot Games filed a lawsuit against Shanghai Moon Tune Technology, a mobile developer. Remember, guys, this is a copyright violation. They're saying a 44-page um, actually, article going against this company that made uh, this mobile game. Uh, literally every single detail within this game um is almost exactly like league of legends uh league of legends original characters at that too and as bad as i i don't want to make the sound if the game had not launched off the ground i do believe riot would have not cared as much but since the game actually started to pick up steam as being one of the top games on google as well as itunes they start looking. That's going to happen. I mean, that's just crazy. There's, there's no way in it that they didn't know that they were, tra- you know, copying a, a trademark, and um, that's crazy. I guess people just don't have the same moral compass, so <laughs> they'll find out quickly. According to the lawsuit, which was filed uh, Thursday in the Central District Court of California, Riot argued that Moontoon has knownly infringed on the copyright for League of Legends in the form of multiple MOBA games. The lawsuit points out three games, Magic Rush Heroes, Mobile Legends 5v5 MOBA, and Mobile Legends Bang Bang. Now, the last two that I just mentioned is... Some might might sound familiar, but that's because they're the exact same game. So what had actually happened is Mobile Legends 5v5 MOBA was taken down unknowingly of Riot or of Google or iTunes. Unknowingly, name change as well as a couple little minor detail changes and then put right back up on uh, to the store. So... This we could be seeing this coming down real quick. I want to see the um, that means a 44 page document. Obviously, Riot's going to be able to win this case, hands down. This company will go heads over, they're gonna have to turn over everything. Um, I don't think we've seen anything like this uh, in a while. It'll definitely set a precedence. You can't steal Riot Games stuff and get away with it. <laughs> um, but definitely, we'll. Uh, I, I want to. I want to keep an eye on this because this is. I would have to say this is the first time that I personally have seen something, um, in the lines of actually a mobile game because we've seen a couple mobile games that, um, that have actually cheated, um, their way kind of to monopolize because. A lot of mobile games, not Vanglory. Vanglory is definitely set a precedent, but a lot of mobile games now um, that are microtransaction very heavily, and this was one of them. And it's just saying you can't get away with copyright, guys. Just saying you just can't do it. If you can't get through YouTube with a Linkin Park song without it being copyrighted, I don't think you can make a game and get away with it either. For sure. But other than that, um, I really don't have anything else, Kim. Do you have any last words for the uh, viewers at home? 
No, I say keep keep trucking, man. It's been awesome. I love uh, I love the fact that there are so many resources between being able to take your own camera and streaming things. And I think I think creativity cannot go anywhere except uh, more to be more fun and and uh, more you know just giving people the opportunity to just grow. Like be be able to be free. Don't be in a box, but also know you you know it's kind of like there's a saying quickly that you have to know the box before you can think outside of it. I think everybody needs to keep their basis of knowing what what is basic and what is true and what is right and what is just. And then from there, it's like, go, be free, have fun, but always be respectful and don't cut corners and don't compromise. And I think, you know, in this world that we live in, um, people are trying to do a bunch of stuff, but they have to be respectful. And so as long as they keep, you know, that mentality alive, we're going to have a lot of fun. This is not going to be a boring generation. That's for sure. Well, we'll definitely be seeing as the growth of esports does continue the next five to 10 years because it's not stopping, guys. But a big thank you to Band. You can definitely go check them out. Band apps, we can definitely join any of the groups or communities along with Vainglory. Glom Tom, if your arms get heavy, they need a rest. Go check out Glom Tom. Use the code TDOG at checkout to save a little bit of cash because, face it, everybody loves a little bit of savings. EZL, we're. If you want to try to bridge that gap between you and the pros, definitely go check them out for all the amateur tournaments and leagues. VG Miner, where you can start mining for your stats today. Halcyon Elite, where only the elite play, where you can go look up your stats, become the next Flash X or Gate Vizzle, where I love Joseph at this point. And as well as Halcyon Hub. Guys, if you're wanting to find everything new on the Halcyon Fold, check out halcyonhub.com. New content, new creations, straight from the Van Gogh community. But until next time, ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 62 of the Alternating Current Podcast, and we'll be seeing you next time.